What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the fifth episode of All Things Life. I am your host, Mahi, and let's get into today's episode. But first, I want to talk about how nice summer feels. I can sleep in something I I used to do my homework in my bed even though I have a desk that just always found it more comfortable and I never saw myself as someone who would get go to my desk even though it's my room even though it's my room I would I do not like going to my desk to do work but then I'm like this is I realized this during finals like okay of course I learned this during the end of the year but I learned that I was like falling asleep <laughs> in my bed while I was studying and then I'd wake up at like 1am and I'm like oh I didn't even study what the heck am I doing <laughs> so I literally and those tests those tests were those tests you know okay some grades crop dropped but um all it did was like take a sign away so if it was a plus it went to an a which I was kind of mad about but um it is what it is you know I can't do anything about it now um but yeah I realized that after the first night I was studying so I was like I have to make it a thing for me to go to my desk and do work but I don't have to worry about that anymore okay I've been done with finals for a long time and now it's time for my vacation which I've been looking forward to for a long time but um again today what today's song of the week is hmm I actually don't know I'm looking through my playlist and seeing if I downloaded any recent songs recently oh I've honestly honestly been jam- I'm <laughs> I don't want to be controversial here but um, I've never been like the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I grew up around like two brothers. I never really got into the, um, I don't know. I think her vibe is more like country kind of vibe. So I was never into that. But um, yeah, I didn't go to the Taylor Swift concert. And, like all my friends went and like, uh, like, am I like missing out on something? But I can't like bring myself to listen to her music. But, 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 but. I totally recognize that she's like an amazing songwriter and some of her songs do slap in like the mind of someone who doesn't really like country. So I guess today's song of the week is Cardigan by Taylor Swift. I also like her other song, August. Maybe it's because I'm my August birthday or... Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you heard that, but I accidentally played a song. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm... I'm branching out here. My music taste has been kind of... It switched among the years. I think fresh... Nah, not freshman year even. Um, eighth grade, I started like actually like, consistently listening to music because I like recently got an Apple Music and before that, I was just like Spotify with like ads and everything, which was really annoying. And um, I don't know if this happens with the premium, but when you like shuffle a play when you try to like play a song and you like try to play it like plays a whole different song so i don't know what the deal is with that um but yeah 
it wasn't I didn't, I didn't get Apple Music. It was more of like a family plan. So like, okay, can make my own playlist. That's like the only like downfall of like that's the only bad thing about Apple Music is that like you don't have like the like the good playlist of Spotify. So you have to kind of like look at them and then make your own, which is not really fun. <laughs> but yeah, Spotify jam. Spotify the jam. Yeah, when I started listening to music, my music taste was more like alternative. Like I <laughs> fell into like that like group due to like COVID and stuff. And then it's just kind of evolved into I think it was like pop for a while, like Ariana <laughs> and all those people. But and then I was like a really like Khalid kind of girl, like can we just talk? <laughs> no, but also, also Post Malone. Like, I think I've, like, memorized his whole album of, like, Hollywood's Bleeding. Hollywood Bleeding, Vampires Feeding. Yeah. I, it's not a bad album. I don't know, I just don't know why I did that. Like, why I memorized all the songs and everything. Some of them slap, though. Like, I... We'll never get tired of hearing circles, even though it's considered as like a popular song or was a popular song. But yeah, my music taste has evolved and kind of to my what my brother's music taste is, which is more like a like a rap, more like with with some alternative. It's like it's kind of all over the place. R and B is in there. It has a bit, a little bit of everything besides country because no, I've never just I've never liked that. But anyways. Today we are getting into this episode. You're looking at the title and you're thinking, hmm, I've heard of this debate, nature versus nurture, but why nature and nurture? Hmm? Hmm? So this is debate has like interested me since my sophomore year, so about like a little over a year. Um, it's something we were doing in English. We were reading a book. It was called The Fifth Child by Doris Lessing. And um, through that book, we were like examining the um, the characteristics of nature versus nurture. So nature is your... It's, this is all in the effect of human development. So nature is pertaining to whether your genetic factors have influenced you, your genes, like what you've like inherited or your nurture your environmental elements um the way your parents have like cared for you like growing up um so yeah that book really examined i would say like both of those because we we had the debate over it right <laughs> um but we didn't get to pick our side so that was that but we did have to pick a side we couldn't say it was both So what that book was, it was a family. It was like a young family growing up in, I believe, England. England or somewhere in the UK. But um, they were a young family. And then they just kept, like, they were like, we're going to hold off on kids. You know, we're a young couple. We're going to, like, become, like, financially stable. But then they have one kid, like, right after they said that. (laughs) And, like, maybe, like, right after they have that child, they have another one. And then another one. And then another one. And then they have their fifth child. 
and this fifth child is named Ben. But for the mother, Harriet, it's like any other pregnancy she's ever had. He's like, kind of like fighting. Like, like she's the baby, Ben, is like kind of like clawing his way in her like stomach. He's always like kicking and it's like the most painful pregnancy she's ever been through. And like literally when the baby Ben comes out, he's literally like a monster in like real life. But um, yeah, and then he's locked away in his room a lot. He's really neglected by all of his siblings, his parents. Like I think like most of his siblings, like even though they were young, they go to like their grandparents' house to get away from him because of all of his like awful behavior of what he's doing like he supposedly like killed their family cat or somebody else's cat but yeah he was like acting really like hostile to like every like living thing like he was like a danger to be around so like the family's like always like locked him up in his room like they didn't like care for him that much they even ended up sending him to like a mental institution but, um, luckily the mother felt bad for sending him there. And then she finds him in this, like, awful state over there. And she's like, I gotta take him out. I gotta take him out. Like, this isn't right. And I'm like, uh, duh, it's not right. <laughs> and so, they they take him out and they bring him back. But his behavior hasn't changed. And he's still, like, like I think he's more, like, quiet now. But she takes him to, like, a doctor and the doctor says, there's nothing wrong with him. The problem is you. And, like, the whole time the reader is thinking, like, is this, like, a nature thing? Like, was he, like, born with, like, all these, like, bad qualities and violent qualities? Or was it the parents' fault? They're having child after child. And what they do with his fifth child, they lock him up because of his what, how he's acting. They lock him up. They don't care for him. They don't, like treat him like any other child so like that book like you have evidence of both but we had to pick one and say like one is obviously like more evident than the other and like then i had to do a research paper this year for english again and we could pick any topic but i had to include like um like the uk somehow like england and I'm like, okay. And, like, luckily, like, the two main, like, I don't know, like, guys? I don't know. One's a philosopher? Yeah, a philosopher. And the other one's a statistician. Like, they're both British. Thank God. So I did the research paper. And this is what I titled it. The Nature versus Nurture Debate. Perpetual Discourse or Misconception? And what that really means is that this debate has been um, been around since the ancient Greeks. But nobody has come to a conclusion whether when you're doing a debate, you have to obviously say like one is more prevalent than the other. Like, like people who debate, I went to a, this is off topic, but I went to a public speaking class around sixth grade. And we were, we had to do like a bunch of debates and like <laughs> a big debate was like, 
Should you send your kids to public school or private school? I think that's a always big one. I don't know what the consensus on that is. I don't know if there's a consensus for that. So maybe it's like both. Like none of them is bad. Like really bad. Um, but yeah, that's where that's where I got like my debating stuff. And um, also seventh and eighth grade or history teacher made us do all these debates for some reason. But this debate, the long-standing debate, it's been around since the time of the ancient Greeks. Like, I'm like, they were trying to figure this out at that time? Like, what? (laughs) So, in this paper, I examined the works of both Francis Galton and John Locke. They were both around during, like, the... John Locke was 1600s, and I... Don't think I mentioned, wait, Francis Galton. Francis Galton. No, I don't think I have anything on his time period, but I believe it was maybe the 1800s. He was like Charles Darwin's cousin. Uh, One funny like mistake about this was that (laughs) I accidentally like, yeah, I accidentally did this paper in one weekend because I was procrastinating it's like eight eight and a half pages more or less (laughs) but I accidentally like John Locke is on the nature side and Galton is on the wait John Locke is on the nurture side sorry and Francis Galton is on the nature side. But when I was writing this paper, I was like, they both give off, like, the opposite vibes of what their side is. So I accidentally wrote that John Locke was on the nature side and vice versa for Galton. And I was, like, proofreading this paper right before I was going to submit it. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I obviously know what side they were. It was just, like, messing with my head because of how, like, similar the word is, I guess. Like, nature, nurture... Like, are you basically saying the same thing right now? (laughs) But yeah, I went over, like, the different aspects of their research, their upbringings, like, what made them to believe it. Um, I think John Locke's most famous work on the, um, related to the debate are an essay concerning human understanding and the second treatise of government. So... Yeah, his his big belief was that, like, we were born with a blank slate that was filled with knowledge through our environment. So he went on to... Oh, yeah, he has another one. Some thoughts concerning education. So this is, like, education related to um, nurture. So, like, I, heard, I hear a bunch of people say, like, without your education, you're nothing. So I think he was trying to, like, convey that message. But then we move on to Francis Galton. And, like, even though they had, like, different views, I mentioned that they both had, like, similar upbringings. (laughs) Yeah. So, he was on the nature side, which was also the side of his cousin, Charles Darwin. So, like, he was, like, influenced by Darwin's theory of evolution and artificial selection and he was used he used those to expand expand, expand on them um, and use them in his research 
Um, and that was like the whole thing with uh, heritability. And Galton's most famous work related to this debate was Hereditary Genius, which explored inheritance and the dissemination of characteristics. And that's a book. And another one of his works was, let me see, Natural Inheritance. Um, I believe that was another book. Not 100% sure. Yep, so he was more of a book guy. And yeah, the title for Natural Inheritance directly applies its affiliation with the nurture side. Natural Inheritance, you know, it has nature in it too, and it has what nature is, inheritance. Um, but then I, I wasn't going to do this originally, I think... Like, a couple of days before I wrote the paper, I emailed my teacher. Because my original idea was to do three people who've been more into the debate. And then research them and then make a conclusion on that. But I'm like, no, like, big philosopher or psychologist, statistician has made, like, a statement for both sides. Which what I was really looking for. Um, and I I got all these, like old point of views like my other third person was going to be Charles Darwin because he's also um British I think because they're cousins him and Francis Galton so they they did have similar views so it was it would be more like more of like saying the same thing so I thought like that doesn't really work out so I emailed my teacher I was like I actually think I have to change my topic and I think I should only do two people and then like talk about the modern perspective which is that um, nature and nurture coexist with each other. And I really, like, came to this conclusion when I was, like, I was, like, thinking about, like, writing my paper, but obviously I never got to writing it till like, the end. And I was, like, asking my family, I was, like, what do you guys think? You know, do you think nature is more prevalent or nurture? And then they're, like, it's kind of both. Like, I think you're born with, like, your nature, like, obviously your genetics and, like, um, the way, you, like, the family you're born to is, like, obviously gonna have, like, a big impact on you, so I think nurture has always been there, I think people are more question, can question more about nature, which is the genetic stuff, and if genetics actually play a role in your personality and person overall. So I find that I found this like really great article, like kind of describing how they interact. Cause like you can obviously reach the conclusion that they interact by like your personal, but there's a research research paper. So this pa- this source mentions that nurture can influence nature, but also nature can influence nurture. So it really like gets into all the different aspects on how they coexist and what they're doing in society actually what their effect is it's also argued that the the concept of this debate um picking one of the other nature or you're picking nurture that's considered as like an old debate looking at a 
away as a new debate. That's accepting that it can be both nature and nurture. So I think um, this debate can be really complex. Um, It's harder to look at when it's known as a debate. Because you obviously think a debate, you have to pick one side. But um, maybe it was like miss... It's a misconception, you know, in my opinion. It's a misconception, like... Why are we arguing over this if there's research that proves that it can be both? And you can see in the world that it is both through, you know, through society and through different types of, you know, we got mental illnesses and um, just people overall. Like you can see it in a person, you can see it in yourself, that it can be nurture and nurture. And the source I'm referring to most of this is titled The Synergetic Relationship Between Nature and Nurture. So, yeah, I think my last line in this paper is pretty important. Um, Here it is. Recognizing the interaction between genes and the environment and moving away from the either-or ideal can improve society's understanding of how humans develop. And I think that's prevalent because if you only look at one and both are actually intact, you you kind of have like a closed mindset of looking at it when you have more of an open one if you look at both. So I just want to thank Panera Bread for helping me finish this essay. You know, I think I grinded out most of this essay, this paper by sitting at Panera Bread, you know, munching on like a croissant and a Pepsi. So that was a day. It was like a Monday. <laughs> it was a stressful Monday. But um, I kind of enjoyed it because I knew what I wanted to write. I just couldn't get myself to write it. And Panera Bread really helped me focus. They're not sponsoring this. Not sponsoring this. But yeah, I just want to thank them. So I believe that is all for today. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Maybe you'll look at this debate a bit more differently than you used to. Maybe you won't even consider it as a debate. But yeah, that's all I have for today. And I hope you guys stay tuned for more to come. Um, The summer is going to be more open for me. So I'll be more consistent with my uploads. Make sure to follow my Twitter at ATLWMahi. And um, please, please, if you can, leave a five-star review and um, leave some suggestions of what you'd like to see from me. So, guy, I hope you guys have a terrific day and bye.